Greetings, and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. As a writer, I was always told to write what you know. I'm sure everyone has heard this adage. I've even brought it up previously on this podcast and written about it on my blog. The problem, I think, is that people misunderstand this to mean that you can only write about things you've experienced. Like, you can't write about a character that's a mountain climber if you've never climbed a mountain. Okay, sure, personally going out and conquering Mount Everest would definitely help you to write this into your story, but it's not necessary. Save the 10 or 15 grand that it would cost to fly to Nepal and pay for the excursion. There are ways around this, and I'll talk about this in a few minutes. First, however, I want to point out that it's only in writing that you hear this adage, or proverb, depending on how near and dear it is to your heart. Have you ever heard someone say, paint what you know? How about sing what you know, or sew what you know? You don't. In basically every other art form, the artist just does what they want. It's only in writing that someone, at some point, felt it necessary to initiate this handicap. Now, it's a shame, because, like I noted, it's often misunderstood. My opinion is that write what you know should be ignored. I'll replace it with write what you're passionate about. That seems to be more encouraging, more relatable. Why? Because we're all passionate about something. You may not necessarily realize it, but you are. It may be something small or something big. You may be passionate about history, old movies, maybe sports. Or you may be passionate about I don't know, animal rescue, French cooking, Japanese anime. Those are the things we need to explore for creative ideas and creative direction. Using myself as an example, I love science, especially astronomy, physics, quantum theory. No, I don't understand half of what I read, but it's still fascinating. And that's the stuff that inspires me to write. I'm passionate about space exploration and the infinite possibilities of an infinite universe. So that's one of the things I try to incorporate into my stories. Passion is an interesting thing. It's tied to love, obviously, but it can also be tied to hate. You can be passionate about your love for your partner, your family, or conversely, you can passionately hate people who abuse animals, or you might passionately hate politics. In fact, it can be tied to almost any other feeling or emotion. But in the end, passion is what drives us. It's the fuel that motivates us. I think that without passion in our lives, we're just empty inside. Passion should be behind everything we write and create. And just recently, I posted a question on social media asking others what inspires them. One of the responses I received was history. The woman who stated this added that there are so many interesting ideas in history that when she reads it, she's constantly thinking, oh, that would be perfect for a story. She's passionate about history and pulls ideas from the things she reads. It's the same situation for other forms of art. Salvador Dali was passionate about his dreams, and they formed the basis for many of his works of art. George O'Keefe, she was passionate about flowers, and apparently anatomy, <laughs> and this came through in her paintings. Robert Plant, the lead singer from Led Zeppelin, he developed a passion for Americana music after recording Raising Sand with Alison Krauss, and every one of his solo albums since then has had a heavy Americana influence. And, for what it's worth, Raising Sand is an amazing album, and pretty much everything Plant has recorded since then has been fantastic. 
Sticking with Plant for a moment, I find it interesting that someone who started out as a hard rock vocalist is now exploring Americana, a mixture of folk, country, bluegrass, blues. He and his band also incorporate world music influences, particularly uh, Middle Eastern sounds. Plant found a new passion, and he embraced it. Obviously, his vocal range isn't what it used to be, but it's still aged well and meshes perfectly with this new musical direction he's taken. Passion keeps him moving forward. For me, I find that the passion for writing has kept me going over the years. It's something I've always done. And looking back, I can't really remember a time when I wasn't writing. And it's not like I'm necessarily passionate about only writing fiction, although that's mainly what I do. For me, it's more like a passion for words, for painting pictures on the page with words. Or better yet, painting pictures in readers' minds. Actually, I think that's kind of a good way to describe my view of writing. I take words and put them on the page in such a way that when someone reads them, it creates an image in their mind. Sort of like the page is the canvas and the words are the paint. But this passion for words and writing are ingrained in me. I'm sure it's probably the same for you, regardless of your creative medium. I mean, I'm sure there are people who create for other reasons. But for many of us, it's a need, a necessity. When people ask me why I started writing or how I got into it, I kind of have a hard time responding. I don't know what the original catalyst was. I remember writing a poem when I was, oh God, eight, nine years old, maybe. I was sitting on the sofa in a sibling's apartment listening to music, and I think I was drawing on a pad of paper or something when suddenly I just decided to write a poem. I don't remember anything about it, really, except it was some sort of love poem, as if an eight-year-old understood love, and that the, I remember the title was Babe. <laughs> I'm sure it was influenced by whatever album was spinning on the turntable at the time. But after that, I was writing all the time. I was writing on napkins in restaurants. I was stealing, a, or liberating, yellow legal pads from my father's briefcase and laying in my bed for hours writing poems and ideas for comic books. There was no thinking about it. I just did it. It was ingrained in my DNA and something triggered it. <laughs> sort of like the X-Men for you comic book geeks. I had some recessive gene that went active when I picked up a pencil. And Writer Man was born. <laughs> okay, that was a little silly, but you get my meaning. That passion kicked in and there was no turning back and no turning it off. I have to write. I have to express this love affair I have with words, with telling stories with experimenting with story structure. I also have a passion to express myself and my ideas. I'm not expecting to change the world or become famous or anything like that. I just need to speak out, or write out, the things in my mind. I'm curious how many other writers or creative types feel this way. Do you feel this passion for creating things? Does it take up a lot of your time just thinking about projects you want to work on, things you want to try? Do new ideas pop into your head or distract you from whatever it was you were doing? Do you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea or a fix for something you're working on? If you do, then, yeah, you feel that passion. So embrace it. We are some of the lucky ones on this planet who get to experience those moments of exhilaration, the thrill of creating something out of nothing. We're special in that way, unique. People who don't get this, who don't have this passion, well, they probably consider us weird and strange, and maybe a little crazy.
But that's fine. They're entitled to their opinions. We know the truth. We're a special breed. And as I mentioned a moment ago, embrace that passion. It would be a terrible shame if you didn't. Think of it as a gift from the universe or your God or your family. But no matter where you think it came from, don't waste it. Passion is a wonderful thing. It can drive you to create beauty or to build or to reconstruct. Out of curiosity, have you ever read a story or viewed a piece of art and thought, meh, because it felt flat, uninspired, boring? I'm not talking about personal preference, like when you read a story and it just doesn't click with you because of the subject matter or the writing style. What I mean is when you see or read something or listen to something that just feels empty. To me, that's art that was created without passion. A good example of this is a lot of current music. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some talented singers and songwriters out there. What I'm referring to is that overproduced music that sounds, I don't know, fake, I guess. The singers use auto-tune, the music is all created by computer instead of actual instruments, and there's probably uh, five or more songwriters for each song. To me, that music sounds plastic. The enthusiasm and passion is manufactured. It's not a couple of people sitting in a hotel room with an acoustic guitar writing a song. It's written using demographic information and algorithms. It's songwriting by committee. For art to have passion, the artist must have passion. There's no shortcut. There's no avoiding it. Passion has to drive us, and when it does, it'll show in your work. So be passionate. Don't hold back. You'll be a better artist because of it. All right. So for this episode's show closeout, we're going to stay indoors and find something creative to do. As I've said before, ideas are everywhere. All we need to do is just recognize them. And since we're staying indoors, let's take a look around your living space. I'm sure you have some furniture, electronics, probably a few knickknacks decorating the space, right? In my house, there are a lot of framed photos, art prints, posters on the walls, books crammed into bookshelves, and a few odds and ends, like, you know, candles. I got a conch shell that I picked up on the Florida Keys when I was diving many years ago. I also have four freshwater aquariums and far too many dog toys scattered on the floor. So take a moment to really look around where you are. Take in your living space, all the little items that are part of your life. You got it? Good. Now, randomly fix your eyes on just one object or item. It could be a photo, a jar of jelly beans, a pillow, a discarded pair of shoes, whatever. Now, what is the history of that object? Is this something you're familiar with? Something you've had around for a while? Or is it something you recently acquired? Either way, create something that reflects the history of this object. It can be factual, you know, if you know for sure, or completely made up. You can write a one-page story about it, draw, paint a moment from its past. Hell, you could even write a song or a poem describing where it came from or who previously owned it. And as I always say, don't overthink it. Be spontaneous. Have fun with this exercise. The point here is twofold. First, it's spontaneous creativity that forces you to make up something on the spot. you got to exercise those creative muscles, right? Second, 
It's showing you how to find an idea that's hiding right in front of you. Doing things like this can help you open your eyes to the wonders that are all around you. As always, I appreciate you listening in, and I hope you got something out of this episode, whether it's motivation or maybe a new idea. If so, hey, drop me a line, let me know. You can reach me via the contact form on my website, richardbiss.com, or catch me on most of the social media platforms. Oh, and a quick show note. I originally planned to make this a weekly podcast, but with all the other creative projects I have going on, that's turning out to be a little difficult. So going forward, the show's going to be posted every two weeks. Um, that'll give me time to work on talking points for each episode while also allowing me to work on my other creative writing and video projects. So with that said, go out and be creative. Express yourself. And most of all, have fun. Until next episode, cheers.